Welcome to Abide's Sleep Meditations. I'm Tyler Boss. Today's meditation is brought to you by our partners at Life Audio. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Head over to lifeaudio.com now. Remember, you can have full access to all our sleep stories commercial-free. Just text ABIDE to 22433 for 25% off the app. Now, relax your mind and body as we hear tonight's sleep story. Good evening, and welcome to this bedtime story from Abide. I'm Chloe, and it's wonderful to have you join me tonight for Washed by the Water of the Word. We will be hearing about the cleansing power of Jesus' sacrifice to wash us completely clean and make us spotless before our Father. We will meditate on how He made it possible for us to be totally wiped clean from every stain that sin has put on us, so that the Father will see us as completely flawless in His sight. Our bedtime story is based on chapter 5 in Paul's glorious letter to the Ephesian church in verses 25 to 27. He was reminding the Ephesians of their glorious inheritance in Christ and the magnitude of what He bought for us on the cross not only to make us a unified body, but also a spotless white and radiant bride, fit for Jesus through eternity. We'll be experiencing more about this theme of cleansing and purifying by reading a story in the Old Testament in 2 Kings about a man named Naaman who was cured of leprosy when Elisha the prophet told him to wash in the Jordan River. As we read the Bible, it's like dipping into the Jordan seven times. We are washed by the pure and living water of the Word of God. His Word gets into us and washes away all debris of doubt and unbelief and mistrust. Let's begin by preparing for sleep. I invite you to use this time to get yourself into a place of complete rest and ease. So this story can wash over you and through you, cleansing away any debris that's collected from the day. Turn off the lights. Snuggle down under your cozy covers. Prop your pillows behind your head to support you as you relax. This part of the day is the moment you've been waiting for. Deep rest. No more demands being made on you. Nothing to do except commune with your Maker. You might think of the day, examining what has taken place, The good, the bad, the ugly, the great, the losses, the wins. What has been done has been done. What has not been done has not been done. Let it be. 
God is now inviting you to let it all go to Him. He gives rest to His beloved. He is offering you His wondrous gift of rest. Receive it into your heart. When things try to tug on your attention, to pull you away from His Spirit with you, gently bring your attention and affection back to Him. The worthy Lamb of God. The spotless Lamb of God. The one who takes away the sin of the whole world. The one who has taken away your sin so you can enjoy deep fellowship with your heavenly Papa. I invite you now to breathe gently and deeply into your belly. Keep your mind fixed on the Lord and His love as you inhale and exhale. This is bliss. He is here with you. So this is a taste of heaven. No striving. This is what he enjoyed with Adam in the garden. Restful communion. Breathe into all the areas of your body where you feel tightness and tension. Relax your shoulders and back your jaw and stomach, and any other places where you tend to collect strain. Let them go to God. He's got you. Just breathe. Let's open with a moment of prayer. Wonderful Lord Jesus, thank you that you came down to us and washed us completely clean from our hopeless, sinful state. You saw how far we were from the Father, and how impossible it would be to maintain the cleansing rituals and animal sacrifices and legal processes in order to come before Him. Thank you that you enjoyed heavenly love at its absolute best, and you wanted us to have that. And by your sacrifice, now we do not have to rely on a priest, but we ourselves get to come into your presence at any time of the day or night with no cleansing rituals. You simply want us to come to you with an open and honest heart before you. We can't thank you enough for such ease of relationship. Now we can boldly approach the Father's throne of grace with no sin blocking us. Your blood is enough, Jesus. Let it wash us tonight as we dwell in your word. In your matchless name, amen. As we begin our story tonight, Let me read the passage from Ephesians 5, 25-27 in the New International Version. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church 
and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant bride without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. The voice translation puts it like this. Husbands, you must love your wives so deeply, purely, and sacrificially that we can understand it only when we compare it to the love the Anointed One has for His Bride, the Church. We know He gave Himself up completely to make her His own, washing her clean of all her impurity with water and the powerful presence of His Word. He has given Himself so that He can present the Church as His radiant bride, unstained, unwrinkled, and unblemished, completely free from all impurity, holy and innocent before Him. Pause in His presence and let the knowledge of such incredible redemption wash over you and sink deep into your heart. God comes into every part of pain in your life and cleanses you so you are brand new in His sight. As if you had never sinned. In Titus 3.5 we read, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. And it's nothing you could ever work for or earn. It's a free gift of God's lavish love for you, precious child. Only Jesus dying for us as the ultimate sacrifice could ever set us free from the old nature and make us brand new creations. And now you are clean. Jesus says in John 15:3, And you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. That is the cleansing power of his word. Your good, good father had already worked out his master plan to redeem you. This is what he says in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. Come, let us settle this matter, says the Lord. Even though your sins are bright red, they will be washed as white as snow. Even though they are deep red, they will be white like wool. He says it like this in the voice translation. Come on now, let's walk and talk. Let's work this out. Your wrongdoings are blood red, but they can turn as white as snow. Your sins are red like crimson, but they can be made clean again like new wool. 
If you have asked Jesus into your heart and surrendered your life to him, he has cleansed you from all unrighteousness. No matter what wrongdoings have stained our lives, God can and will forgive them. He will wash away every blemish and the stain will no longer remain. Beloved child, you can trust God for this. You can truly be grateful that he has forgiven you of all your sins. How incredible to think that our holy and perfect God has willingly chosen to forgive the sins of everyone who turns to him through what Jesus did on the cross for them. Our God is a great God. Let's take a moment to praise him for his extraordinary love. Father God, thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for forgiving our sins. Thank you for washing us clean of the sin that had stained us. Thank you for making us white as snow again, so absolutely nothing can separate us from you. Help us understand this great love in our hearts so it bubbles up and overflows onto those around us. Help us tell others about your great love for them. May we never take this love for granted. May it stun and astonish us every day of our lives. Thank you for loving us while we were dead in our trespasses. Help us to love you with our life because you paid such a high price for it. In your Son Jesus' magnificent name, Amen. Now we will hear about the account of Naaman when the prophet Elisha was alive in the Old Testament. According to the scripture in 2 Kings 5, Naaman was a military commander of Aram's army. He was a good commander and was held in high esteem because of the victory that God had brought him. Yet Naaman was a leper. Naaman's wife had a servant girl from Israel who said that a prophet in the land would be able to heal him. Naaman told this to his master, the king of Aram, and he urged Naaman to go. Naaman was sent to Israel with a letter to the king of Israel, along with 900 pounds of gold and silver and other gifts. The king of Israel didn't know what to do and tore his clothes, fearing that Naaman was planning to attack. However, Elisha the prophet sent a message to the king, advising that the king tell Naaman to come and see him. Now relax and listen as I read from verse 6 to 15 in the New Living Translation. The letter to the king of Israel said, With this letter I present my servant Naaman. I want you to heal him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes in dismay and said, Am I God 
that I can give life and take it away? Why is this man asking me to heal someone with leprosy? I can see that he is just trying to pick a fight with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes in dismay, he sent this message to him. Why are you so upset? Send Naaman to me, and he will learn that there is a true prophet here in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a message out to him with this message, Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored, and you will be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry and stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord his God and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the Farpa better than any of the rivers in Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in a rage. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says simply, Go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times, as the man of God had instructed him, and his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child, and he was healed. Then Naaman and his entire party went back to find the man of God. They stood before him, and Naaman said, Now I know There is no God in all the world except in Israel. So please accept a gift from your servant. As you let the images of this historical event pass through your mind, knowing that this really truly happened, let your heart go up to God your Father with thanks and praise. Naaman wasn't even a child of Israel, and yet God made it so simple for him to be cleansed from an otherwise devastating and incurable illness. That is how good our God is. He wants none of us to perish. We read in 2 Peter 3 verse 9 from the Living Bible, He isn't really being slow about his promised return, even though it sometimes seems that way. But he is waiting for the good reason that he is not willing that any should perish, and he is giving more time for sinners to repent. He is so patient with us, waiting for our hearts to soften to him and repent for missing the mark. The kindness of the Holy Spirit works in our hearts to bring us to this godly sorrow. Paul writes in Romans 2.4, Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance and patience, 
not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. Let's pause to praise God for this kindness. Dear Father God, it's amazing that we get to know you as not only sovereign Lord and just judge, but kind and tender Papa God. That was all made possible by Jesus' sacrifice. His blood cleansed us, so we draw near to you. We draw near to you now, knowing you are drawing near to us. In fact, you have drawn us towards you. Just like the father in the parable of the prodigal son, you are waiting for us to repent and turn, waiting for us to come home to you. And you are running to us. You are running to us now, scooping us up in your arms. There is no separation anymore. There is now no more middleman between us. And thank you that by your wonderful spirit, you dwell inside us for all eternity. How amazing is that thought. We praise you and give you all the glory you deserve. In Jesus' priceless name, amen. As you lie here in this still moment, feel his loving presence around you. He rescued you from your sins before you were even aware of them. He had his salvation plan set in stone long before you were born. That's how eager he is to bring you into a loving relationship with him. We know from Revelation 13.8 that the Lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. This redemption has always been in God's heart so that we can have the invitation to enjoy eternal life with him forever. He wants a pure, spotless bride for his son, and he is making us into that as we allow him to purify us. So let us receive the gospel into our hearts afresh every day. Letting his word seep into our hearts will reveal it more and more. Just as we can't get clean on yesterday's shower, we need a daily cleansing from the lies we believe from the enemy in this world and the culture around us. God's word not only washes us once when we first hear the good news of salvation, but it continually washes us as we collect dust from this life. Let this encourage us to continually dwell in his word. As Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. As the voice translation puts it, let the word of the anointed one richly inhabit your lives with all wisdom teach, counsel and instruct one another. Sing the psalms 
compose hymns and songs inspired by the Spirit, and keep on singing. Sing to God from hearts full and spilling over with thankfulness. His word inside us changes us. Jesus' presence makes the word come alive in us. We can't just have the word without the spirit of Jesus richly inhabiting it. As we read in the Gospel of John, He is the living word. In the beginning, the word was already there. The word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were made through him. Nothing that has been made was made without him. Life was in him, and that life was the light for all people. He is our living word. It's not just words on a page that cleanse us. It's the life of Christ, the living word, that gets deeply into our hearts and renews us. Let him wash you again and again. As we already heard Jesus' words in John 15:3, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. As you lie here in total stillness and peace, feel his gentle presence washing you and cleansing you from all dirt and sediment that has landed on you from your day. Let all the burdens roll off you as you feel his fresh water rolling over you. Allow that sense of his love to continue to wash over you all through the night, bringing you deep peace and renewed joy in the morning. Listen now to the sweet, cleansing words of Psalm 32. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord. And you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time, that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. The Lord says, I will surely guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you.
Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and be glad, all you who obey him. Shout for joy, all you whose hearts are pure. Be washed in the pure water of the word of God, ready as a vessel to be used by him to build the kingdom of God. Rejoice, beloved. He loves you so very much. Let's close this time in prayer. Dear Father God, thank you for having such great love for us. You made a way for us to come to you with no barriers, no more blood sacrifices, no more priests or Levites as middlemen, just Jesus. He has purified us and made us right with you, Father. And now you abide in us forever by your Spirit. Continue to make us a pure and spotless, innocent bride. Continue to wash us by the living water of your word. May your word richly dwell in us. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. May you let his cleansing life wash you new tonight and every night. And may his word abide in you richly. <laughs>